What was the overall assessment of what happened here in Rica? What would you guys find it to be? To, to me, was my hope was that it was going to be kind of a, a meeting of the minds and seeing where what's the vibe, what's yeah. the pulse, where's where's everybody at, and it exceeded that expectation by miles. It was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I the energy that you can feel, yeah. Everywhere you go, it's not just that we had that beautiful river in the back of the venue. <laughs> it wasn't just the, co- the coconuts. It's just everybody's so excited. There's something so clearly special about yeah. this. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just filled me up with hope. It was like a continuation of like, like you know, like remember Nostal like a year ago? the vibe back then, which was only, you know, nerds. nerds. But then, like, but then, but it was obvious that this was, it was, because this is, like, early Bitcoin, early Linux, same feeling, yeah. right? And it's, like, obvious this thing is going to fucking go somewhere. And then the conference, to me, was, like, an extension of that in the, in the correct mm. direction, too. Like, we're opening up a bit more, which is good. Like, especially with, like, the music, music guys and stuff. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. So, um, like, now it's just, like, okay, I'll, I've been like really sure about Nostra for the last year. Yeah. But now it's like, yeah. So like Twitter and stuff are fucked. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Someone DM me yesterday about showing me some screenshots they've been working on for a, sort of like a music app or something like that. And it, it looks fantastic. And yeah, it took me back to the, to, I didn't see the music panel yet, but I kind of got a gist of what, what's going on. And I'm so excited about the uh, the intersection of of Nostr and and other communities. Um, I, I think there's so much value to tap there because we can build stuff. Like they were saying today, I, I don't know if you guys saw the um, the last event with the organizers of, of the of the conference, and they were saying, yeah, it would be nice if we can use Nostr because they were using Telegram to mainly communicate for the yeah. conference. Yeah. It, it would be nice to be able to to use. Noster for for the next conference, right? And I was thinking, it's it's so. I mean, obviously, group encrypted DMs are important, but I'm sure that we can build something yeah. that mm-hmm. would help that specific use case. And man, I'm so excited about going after that because I think when you play that out, yep. you end up with hyper Bitcoinization. Yeah, yeah. And so fast. for you, are you are you sort of thinking of this as like an onboard to Bitcoin, or does it mean something else? And it just that comes along as like a happy side effect, or what sort of? So the, the way for me, Bitcoin is just represents freedom. It's it's an instance of freedom. It's mm-hmm. there are multiple aspects to to freedom, and Bitcoin is one very absolutely fundamental part, uh-huh. especially because it unlocks other aspects of freedom. Noster is another aspect of freedom. Mm-hmm. To me, these technologies are kind of the same. They, they are just different instances of the same thing. When we, allow, when we enable these different communities to discover, just not orange pill them, not purple, purple pill them, right, yeah. just give them something that is better, much, much better yeah. than what they are currently using, all the side effects, all the all those benefits, the censorship resistant, the freedom money, all that stuff, it just comes with the package. But mm-hmm. we can create a product for conference organizers, right? <laughs> or 
yeah. or DJs yeah. or whatever is that is better than what they currently have. Right. And it also happens to have all these wonderful traits. Those traits that excite us yeah. on their own, those are side benefits. Right. I don't know how... I was talking to somebody at lunch today, and I know that a lot of people... There's like a very strong Bitcoin kind of, you know, culture, let's say. And Lightning is maybe like a lighter weight, like not quite as let's say, uh, adversarial in a way, right? Because just because it doesn't have to be it, right? In a sense, Noster's like also even less adversarial. It's more welcoming, it's friendly, it's fun, you can do memes. There's, nothing matters. It can all crash and it, who cares, right? It's not, it's not money, it's just play, right? In a I, sense. I think that's a little bit downstream from the fact that there is no consensus in Noster. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, right, right. anyone can do pretty much whatever they want. Yeah. We don't have to all coalesce on this is how it works. Right. Anyone can just go and write an application, write whatever you want, yeah. and just roll with it. Yeah. You don't need to agree with every single person. Whereas in Bitcoin, yeah. we have to. So we get that toxicity to mm-hmm. defend how the, the rules of the protocol are, are decided and changed. Right. So it's like a feature down at the at the base layer. I think yeah. So. yeah. What I'm really excited about is, you know, there are a lot of like my, my friends who are just developers. They didn't get the Bitcoin thing. You know, they're probably never going to get it on the sound money alone. One day, maybe they'll get it by accident, right? But you know, they went to other ecosystems like Ethereum or whatever just because they wanted to build cool apps and it looked nice and it was something fun that they could show their friends and you know, they're builders primarily. And so, what I'm so excited about now is, you know, with Noster, with Lightning, with Bitcoin the whole stack, you can come in now and build a lot of these ideas. Like, you know, I remember a couple of years ago, my buddy who's in ETH, he was like, yeah, I really wish I could just build Twitter with tipping. It's like, bro, we got you right <laughs> now. And all of his different ideas he was, you know, talking about prototyping, he can do with Nostr. Now, the cool thing about that coming on top of and having sort of the Bitcoin and lightning sort of influence, Nostr separate. If someone wants to come and bring their own tokens or whatever, like they can do that. They probably will. But if we can, to your point, create because there's so much of a uh, sort of critical mass around Bitcoin Lightning, and we can show the experience just works, and it's just so much better than people like Rabble, for example, who, you know, he came back to yeah, Noster. Yeah. He's not a Bitcoiner. Like, when I talked to him about it, he doesn't seem like he wants to be a Bitcoiner, Perfect. but he'll use Bitcoin and Lightning yeah. because it works. Yeah, and if it serves it. a need, that's fine, but it doesn't have to, you don't have to buy into the ideology, it's just... Yeah, I, 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 think, I think that's perfect because I think there's all, so much people in the world that have, they know what Bitcoin is, it's just what they know of Bitcoin is completely wrong and it's been informed right. by Bitcoin is BTC USD, Bitcoin is a price, Bitcoin is a chart, Bitcoin is mining rigs, it's all these things that Bitcoin is, is really not. Right. Um, and I, I think highlighting the utility that Bitcoin is bringing, you mm-hmm. might not like it. Don't hold it. You don't have to hold it. You don't yeah, have to yeah. trade it or, mm-hmm. or any of that. It has a utility. It's just better within this protocol specifically. It's better than using other stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, just like with, it's, with solving problems. That, and, uh, cause, because the... The user is a developer in Nostra, essentially. Yeah. Like, or it's, it, even if it's even if it's not, it's very fucking close. Yeah. Right? There's not much distance there. Like, it's totally different to the way everything's built everywhere else. More or less. I mean, in open source, it's it, it's like this. But I think like Nostra, like the culture is like such that it's it's even more powerful than than general open source in terms of like connecting the real world with developers. Like, as a de- developer, I like I know what to build i can see exactly what it, what it needs it's very obvious yep. what to do next you can kind of play at the application layer right 
You can, yeah. Which yeah. you can't really do in, in other technologies so much. Yeah. And like, we're just, because Bitcoin opens up, like you mentioned, Bitcoin is like, that opens up a territory of freedom. And mm-hmm. they're coming after it now. But we're like, <laughs> we're like putting like another They're coming after in. Nasser? They're coming after Bitcoin. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> I was like, and like let's hold on a second. <laughs> we don't need them to come so, after so Nasser yet. Yeah, yeah, right. Just <laughs> <laughs> let us do our thing. <laughs> and so like, it's like Nasser gives us like another layer, like, like another kind of territory of freedom. Uh-huh. That, that's open, opening up and like where it's like it's just ex- like it's uh, it's it's building its own possibilities itself mm-hmm. like it's yeah I think yeah and, and G you you've talked about uh, I mean we, we've reviewed the Nostrocket write up that you did like the day we saw it land. like it was a Wednesday oh, yeah. and we saw it we were like holy shit let's let's look at it we were looking at the diagrams reading all the stuff and that that seems like a whole green field of interesting stuff that we could explore. And then we talked briefly this morning about this music stuff that feels like it's maybe different, maybe related, but like, can you tell us a little bit? Because that's a very user-centric thing, right? Music, I think music has been the, one of the common themes that I've heard people talking about here that I never really knew there was so much music. You know, everybody posts title links, but other than that, I don't know that music is such an interest, you know, common interest in the community. But you've done now some thinking about how music should play out. So what what's... Where's your head with what is Nostrocket, what is music on Nostr, how do those relate? Well, let's talk about music because it's way more simple. Okay, um, yeah. To start with. Yeah. Um, so, like, we had a panel at, at, at Nostrica um, <clears throat> about music because there was this, like, I just saw, like, I didn't know there were any musicians there. And then suddenly there's, like, there was, like, five or six musicians there and, like, a, and, a, and, a, and a guy who organizes music festivals. Another guy who's, like, a recording studio guy and like um like all, all these music industry people there like not music industry people but like music space yeah <laughs> and um and so i was like we like because my biggest concern of nostra up till now has been like it's a circle jerk and like like it's not exactly a circle it kind of is though so it's, which is fine because it's kind of early right yeah. like but like but like we can't keep being a circle jerk we need uh-huh. to like break the circle open, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> and uh, I think yeah. that has already started to happen. I think we are beyond that that phase. I think that the presence of Roya here, uh, I, I think, illustrates that uh, that we are after. I, I'm cautiously optimistic now, but I think we still need to. I still, I, th- I think we still need to be wary because it's like the same. It's the same mentality as like Bitcoin's inevitable, inevitably, inevitably going to work, right? But, I, I I hate the Bitcoin is inevitable yeah. argument. It's yeah, yeah. no, no, no. Of, like, of course, they're yeah, no. coming after us. They they have nukes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not inevitable. <laughs> what is it? It's not it's not inevitable at all. Of course. <laughs> so anyway, so for music, so I was like, okay, well, let's just do like a panel about because yeah. he's like real people. Doing stuff that's these, not are these musicians like the, or when you say music industry people, these are musicians or music publishers. Space, music or, space. What does that mean? <laughs> it sounds like a coded word. I don't know. I, <laughs> the music I, think, space. I think like it's not big music. Okay, it's, yeah. it's grassroots. Okay, yeah. Okay. Well, oh, the, yeah, but it's like not small either. But so. the musicians themselves were showing up. Yeah, yeah. The, those musicians there and and like who, who have experienced the problems of the music industry. Yeah. And so like because it's like what problems do we need to solve? And or here's like for, for for people who are not 
like just nerdy like like us, right? Mm-hmm. And then like so like what so like because how do we blow the doors open on this thing to to let to to bring in like like other other things, right? Yeah. And like music has seemed it's like if it wasn't music people, it, it's cool. It could be something else, right? But yeah. like there were music people there, so I was like, okay, well here we go. Here's the pathway mm-hmm. to like to like to like opening this thing up and like okay if music people if it benefits them um because because the problem is like they don't make any money right and then um <laughs> do you think they should be coming to Noster with the intention to make money or is there like well, another motivation yeah, well yeah. but they're but today Noster's not going to be a credible place for them to make money yet right like maybe it could be next week or a month from now but is there another reason that they could come? Like, are there new tools that they maybe don't have exposure to outside of Nostra that they that could be built inside? No, I think it comes down to um, the, the, at least the potential of making money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, like, and I, this, this is just the, like, I think Nostra is going to be the easiest way for them to do that outside mm-hmm. of the current system. So, like, so, like, um, uh, so I was thinking, like, just <clears throat> an artist can, like, they publish their, all their stuff like it's like they release songs intermittently right like i mean this, that's how it works right they, they produce mm-hmm. you can't produce a billion songs in, in one day so yeah. songs are produced over time so why don't you just have like the song that's released today if you want it today you pay for it mm-hmm. and then after because it's gonna if it's a good song it's gonna get shared for free anyway at some point yeah. so like why don't you just have like if you want the latest shit you, you pay and you get it and you're in the first thing and you could even like order it and show which end pub paid for this song first and, uh-huh. and like you can see who, who bought it first who's the biggest fans right. right and then eventually it just becomes free because like there's no point to keep no one no one's going to pay for it after it's like spread around so much already mm-hmm. right like pe- people do, do you imagine that consumption happens within like a Nostra client or like a new type of browser for consuming the music or simple apps simple app or client like like it's the stuff kind of stuff like we, we could knock it up probably overnight with a lot of coffee for sure like, <laughs> How do you how do you bootstrap that? I don't know. If get picked up. How do you how do you bootstrap that community? Right, like today, as you said, it's a lot of like very technical people and some are music fans. Do we need a big artist to come and that's like the first shockwave, or is it going to be a small artist that has fans within the Nostra community? How do you think we kind of get that two sided marketplace? It definitely has to start small, right? I mean, just realistically. So, like, I think like just get artists to use it and then what well, they, they're going to try it there's, there's already a bunch of guys there if you build anything in, in the music kind of world at all on Nostra these guys are going to try and use it and if that is better for them than what they're currently doing they're going to keep using it and so like it's already better for them if they just go on the Nostra plebs like spaces thing like I was talking to Jay oh yeah and he was like he was like the amount of like love that he felt by by playing live music on the Nostra yeah, yeah. spaces and it was even like jittery and stuff because it's you know fucking whatever but yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and, all these, and he's getting all these zaps he's getting all these zaps and it's just like and it's like I don't know I think like I, I think people will, will pay yep. like if it was like if he releases a new song and it, like release a new song today and it's like you can get it today for for um, like five bucks yep. or you can wait like a and a month and get it for free or whatever, right? Like, I think people will pay for it. Right. Yeah. I guess what I'm asking, I agree with you, small is going to work well, but do you think there's, like, there's almost two different arguments about how that could go. Uh, and this is something I think about a lot as someone that, like, puts out music, right? Like, if you put out... You guys a track, know Cypher Perro? Yeah, Cypher Perro. That's right. 
You guys know I rap. Safe Pedro. Yeah. Right yeah. there. Do you want to drop? You got a mic, so. Yeah. If you guys give me a beat, you know, I, I could spit a little something. <laughs> you want me to spit something from back in the day? Yeah. Uh, yo, yo, no, yo, check this out. I said, nothing this life is free, you see. I got soldiers on the streets going to war for me. They're willing to die soon, but I even promised sun and the moon just the chance for freedom. Tyrannical leaders, we don't need them. But I'm going to keep spitting while I'm at my peak. The songs a shout out to my boy Technique because he understand every barrage. Shout out to the leak. The chance to live is all we seek. But funny how the message get distorted. Ignorant mass soon to be caught up with lies and bullshit. I don't want no more. <laughs> yeah. I said, we stuck in a conflict as old as folklore. So with no way out, I'll continue to spout and bring the pain of common sense to our generation. Else we stand to lose our own nation. But freedom ain't free. Teach them all a lesson. You think it's just funny, dog? I ain't messing. Global <laughs> nuclear war and climate disorder about them greedy, bougie boys and resource hoarders. Yeah. They're trying to take every last cent from our pocket. I say we take that shit back. We leave it out. We unlock it. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. Zap, zap, zap. <laughs> Woo. All right, we're like beaming a little song, a little song, a little something. I told you, we got a, we got a musician right here, right? There you go. There I mean, you go. We should seriously, we should get a, a spaces going, right? <laughs> you, should, you should actually do something with that. <laughs> you, you should, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually think it'd be great to do something like that that people would, I mean, it, it would resonate with everybody, right? Everybody would want to hear that kind of stuff because it's fun and it's new and it's novel and it, it's weird in the right way. <laughs> no, it is. Like, I, I think, I, you know, the, the big celebs everybody knows can come later, but like the, the organic kind of, the new stuff that people haven't heard and the stuff that's kind of relevant. Yeah. I think that's what's interesting about well, it. And, and this is kind of, the point that I was going to make is like, I mean, look, obviously I'm not trying to make a living off of being an artist right now, uh, although I hope eventually everyone can. But uh, when I, you know, when I do put anything out there, whether it's an essay or, you know, whatever, a zap or, you know, a note that gets zapped, I don't make a lot of money, but I do get a lot of love today. So I guess what I'm getting at is eventually, I think if we want people to be able to do it because they need to make a lot of money. Maybe one way to do it is you get someone who's a little bit bigger. There's an easier solution to onboard, kind of centralize their fans and say, hey, instead of TikTok where I get paid nothing here, maybe I make a hundred bucks and that's that's something. Or maybe it kind of like steamrolls up where the people that post, like I would post something and like if I get paid whatever, like a dollar, I'm thrilled. But seeing all the notes and the love, like yeah. maybe that's enough to kind of build us until the monetary incentive is enough. Yeah. Curious what y'all think. Well, you think. <laughs> to, to me, the saps yeah. are an incredibly sticky product. Yeah. Um, the, it, even if it's not a lot of money, it the people that try that they they get, they get hooked yeah. uh the, the fact that you're writing something or posting whatever it is and getting actual value from people that are sending it to you even for non bitcoiners and i've seen this happen yeah um that resonates so much it's it's so clearly different than attention that yeah. you get or likes or comments it's one step Further, and I am very, very. I I think that um, that functionality will be explore will be used uh, to see these kind of markets. Yeah, but I don't think that's. I mean, that's cool. It's good. It's great. You you mean that it's not enough, right? It's nowhere near enough. Yeah, I absolutely agree. But for a market, you need to bootstrap it. You, you don't yeah. need to come into the market and immediately everything is working. You need some kind of spark that can help begin the process of growing and growing. And I think saps are the spark. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, it's, it's getting the ball rolling. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. But I think like now we, we need to build like the next, the next phase, which is like actually you have to pay. 
I 100% agree. I 100% do you, do you think agree. live is the right kind of first experiment? Like the stuff you said we're already seeing on Nostra plebs? Is that the, the yeah. spaces so, yeah, yeah, the kind of thing? Yeah. So people are already doing zaps there and people are singing, performing. And then is, is the live experience, does it translate to a recorded piece that you can zap later? or? Uh, and uh, There's no infrastructure at all around us. This is just like... We have a live spaces. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. No, yeah, that's as far as it goes. But like, you could, you know, this is so. I think for this, so okay, we did this music panel, right? Yeah. And then we were discussing like, what do we do about this? And then like, by by the end of it, we figured it out. And now, like, I would be surprised if this new like product, to call it a product, I don't want to call it a product, but if this new thing doesn't exist within like two or three weeks. What is it? And what like? what is for the sure. thing? What is this new product? What is the thing? Yeah. What. You publish your music, like SoundCloud, basically, and then you um, like imagine SoundCloud, but then like if you hmm. you can zap on SoundCloud, mm-hmm. and also um, if you want if you really like someone and you want their newest shit, you just pay them, you mm-hmm. pay them a bit more, you, like a mega zap. Yeah, right. And, and do you then, think people? It's not about content locking, is it? It's more a kind of volunteer recognition, it, or it's both. You can lock con- you can lock the content, uh-huh. like. You, you 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 can just like you you release uh, your your track and then um, you encrypt it for the pub key right. that bu- that bought it and then um, and by the way it, you can you can put like a little um, like a like a uh, like a sound in you can embed like a sound of the end so you can convert the end pub into a sound right put it in a file you won't hear it but it'll survive the MP3 encoding process right. and then so if someone shares it outside of that. Which will happen, yeah. but like at least they will be publicly shamed and and, and commit right. commit like commit commit <laughs> commit curry right? so, uh, to, to to restore honor to their family. Right, of course, yeah, of course. It's all about the honor. <laughs> and so, so so people are going to be um, uploading things and publishing them and hopefully getting zaps. Do you think these are people like like Cipher or is it people who already have like they're using SoundCloud? They're going to move here or they're going to come up with new stuff? Here, that's kind of de novo, unique to Noster. I think it's people who are already producing content because, like, mm-hmm. um, um, at least at first, yeah. And then maybe people will be inspired to, yeah, do it to do new stuff, yeah. Um, but like, yeah, I'd say like the ex- existing people—they're already here, man. There's already artists doing stuff, and like, if you, if you build this, they're going to use it straight away. Like, mm-hmm. it's already done. You build it, build this thing. You have users. They're they're waiting for you to build it right, right. now. So this is why I think it's. It's like, like this that panel. Like whoever watched that, who's a like like has like more than um, who's any any JavaScript guy can do this. Like yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> which is a very low bar. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> Have you guys seen Wave Lake? Have you played with it yet? Uh, I haven't played. Wave Lake is also kind of like a music platform. I mean, they have a, a lot of things in mind, but part of it is kind of like this like SoundCloud with lightning streaming. And I know, in fact, no one's got the Nostrika shirt on, but uh, I've got the shirt on. Um, but the guy that uh, does Lightning Store is one of the co-founders, and he made that shirt. Anyways, I've, I've been you know, telling them, hey, guys, integrate Nostra, and it seems like they're pretty excited about it. So my hope is that you'll get a whole bunch of these different you know, interoperable players, right? So people can easily upload a track, and then mm-hmm. all the different uh, players can kind of compete on user experience. Hopefully Tidal gets in there as well. And then all of a sudden, it, what I what I would love to see happen, I think it's going to be a little bit of both. Like I do think there's going to be kind of this like ground up bootstrap and like is that what the word? Yeah, ground up bootstrap, uh, groundswell, whatever. And 
from artists that say like, Hey, there's enough nostriches. Maybe I can get a little bit of love, a little bit of money. But I do think that if you could, and maybe it'll be title, maybe it'll be someone else just kind of come even like with a medium size artist. It didn't have to be like a huge artist at first, but someone just to run this simple experiment and DKU proposed this of saying, if I post a thing on Spotify or title old school versus a music player that's Nostra and lightning enabled, or I post a thing on TikTok versus a thing that's lightning and Nostra enabled in this one, I get paid whatever fractions of a, of, of a penny or something. In this one, I make a thousand, ten thousand dollars But the key is they could also potentially, if, if the tools get good enough, custodial maybe is, is the way to go to, to get started, bring some of their audience over and just, then I think they're going to get hooked and it will go like wildfire. But I, I think we need that one example of like one artist that says, yo, I made hundred thousand dollars doing this or something like that. Yeah. What do you think is the the title move here does title become a nostril client or has there been any talk about that i i know nothing about internally what's going on but it just reminded me i um a few days ago i i wrote that i think that anything that has any kind of communication or delivery will either be a nostril client or dead <laughs> i agree yeah I agree. I, yeah it's just like any 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 company that <clears throat> Um, they can either convert their treasury to Bitcoin or die. It's up to them. Right. The, the thing is that <laughs> when, 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 you're doing, when you're doing Spotify, when you're doing Tidal, when you're doing um, Apple Music, whatever it might be, you, you are fighting with your Spotify network effects, which are big, but you're fighting with an open network that has network effects that are feeding on each other. Mm-hmm. Because a small music application that comes and starts building on Nostr and has a small network effect yeah. will start hitting the network effect of this other application that has nothing to do with music, but right. maybe there is some crossover, a small intersection of both audiences, yeah. and they start feeding off each other. Yeah. So I think here, yes, you have the incumbents, right? You have huge network effects, yeah. but they, they cannot create synergies with each other. They're just fighting with each other. Right. Yeah, we've been talking about it as kind of network effects at the protocol layer instead of at the application layer, right? So, and now between three different protocols. Yeah. Exactly, exactly, because each, each, each application, and we, we can see here, there, there, there is a network effect on Spotify. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the network effect of Amazon, both of them have networks effects yeah. on completely unrelated niches, right? Right. But in Nostr, those are two network effects that can feed on each other. So, the, yes, the network effects, it's on the protocol. Mm-hmm. And another aspect is that, like, those big companies, like, they, they can't adapt. Right. They can't move quickly. Yeah. Like, they have all this stupid, like, this is why, like, I, you would never work for a big company. No. Yeah. Um, I, I worked for Merrill Lynch for a while. And really? For a... For a it, it was a... <laughs> no, yeah, no, 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 man. The sharks killed me. But, but it was on a very interesting project. And as soon as it stopped being the interesting part, I was like, oh, my God, this is death. Yeah. So, like, so like people who are in our category, we, we are not available to these companies. And... And Absolutely. Like, yeah, and like, but we are available to Nostar, and and for free, for free, and um and um and like, we can move very very fucking quickly. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't think anything else stands a chance. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I want to take this moment. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I'll pound you both. Yeah, <laughs> um, 
you two may be the only people that I've met that are as bullish, if not more bullish, than DK and I are Nasser. And I, and I, and I thought we were kind of crazy saying, yeah, Nasser's going to steamroll, rebuild the whole fucking internet. And then here you guys are saying, no, it's going to happen tomorrow. Um, but, but serious question, like, just paint for me. I'd love to hear from both of you. Paint your picture, you know, over the next year or so, um, how quickly do these network effects build? How long does it take us to get to a hundred million users? How long to a billion users? How long until Nostra is steamrolled and, and you know, even, even companies like Google are left indexing the wrong web. They're already indexing the wrong web. (laughs) Good answer. Um, I think, like, because things get adopted in, in waves. There's like a wave. Like right now, we, okay, I think there's probably going to be a wave after Nostrica, right? A new, a new wave, wave into. But it's not. So like, we're kind of actually not ready for the next wave. But it doesn't doesn't matter. But like, um, each wave is is bigger than the last, right? And and um, and also like the, like it, it's not predictable. Firstly, um, and you know, there could be nuclear war before then. So like, who knows? But. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> These Bitcoiners are real optimists, right? <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean, it can happen very, very quickly. Or, or but I, I don't know. I guess, I guess, I don't even know how many how many users we have now, right? But like, okay, well, like a year ago, when I when I first was messing around with it, there were like six hundred. So. Yeah, one thing that is, uh, because definitely adoption comes in waves, but the, the further we are on the curve, the more sticky the product is. So we, we have this wave, um, and the volatility of what the wave looks like, the, mm-hmm. the length, continues to reduce. I, I definitely I, I agree that after Nostruga, we'll probably see a small wave, um, but, but we are accruing value. And we're building and building and building. Yeah. There is more value coming from the fact that there is a larger network effect happening, yep. but also the uh, richness of the applications and what people can do uh, continues to increase. So I think we're going to see um, the, an increase of, of adoption from both sides. The, so like the difference between Nostra and like a traditional centralized shitcoiny company approach is like the new, the, the new wave of adoption isn't just users it's developers yeah. and mm-hmm. like so like it's I, I think the growth of Nostra is going to look very different to the growth of anything else we've ever seen before yeah, because of how many different things can be built that serve different people's needs the speed of building is going to increase mm-hmm. with the speed of adoption mm-hmm. that's and the speed of building decreases with the speed of adoption with traditional oh, legacy organizations yeah yeah yep. And what what are the other? So it's the speed of adoption, speed of development. What other kind of are there other kind of second order effects that come from that? Like are there just new product ideas that we've never seen before? To to me, the the thing that interests me the most is that uh, what Jack said just now on the on the conference is that we are still running away from. Uh, mm-hmm. We right. are not yet running towards, right. and Zap is the first part where we are running towards. Right. It's not replacing what was broken. Um, I, I think we must continue to run from uh-huh. there because there is the basics still need to be built. the The things people expect still need to be built. What interests me the most is the 
when when you get these different what used to be silos, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the Amazon, the YouTube, the, what we imagine that needs to exist and that is obvious that will exist, it's like the level one thinking. Uh, what happens when those silos are all meshed together? That second wave of innovation, what, what will that look like? And I think by definition, we cannot know mm-hmm. what that wave of innovation will look like. But I think it will be... So, so outrageous, the difference, the, con- the stark right. contrast will be so massive that, that we, we cannot even see it yet. And so does it just happen because, because Open allows so many experiments to be run that they just like, you know, thousands are tried and two of them really stick that become interesting? Or I, I, I think so. I, I, I absolutely think so. So when you think of how humans think of I- get ideas, yeah. it usually is the convergence of two unrelated topics. Um, so when you put this, I don't know, something from physics with something from music, right. something weird might happen. You may get a <laughs> weird idea. Yeah. What I think that we, we will observe the same effect when you mix data in this way. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I think like what we're going to see, what we're going to start seeing is that an, an evolutionary kind of a kind of a thing. And, but not, but it's, it's more than that because, because like instead of, individual sort of projects or whatever adapting to the environment they're actually creating the environment that mm. other things adapt into so it's creating its own niche it's 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 like um <laughs> you know what i mean yeah like, yeah I, we, I, I, yeah this is a this is why my fund is called hive mind i see this is the next stage of evolution yeah nice. yeah it's like all these little mutations getting tried and everybody coming together bringing the best ideas I do want to ask you guys, though, because something Deke and I have also discussed in our pods is like, I don't know, maybe every generation feels like this, um, or maybe we are actually unique on the precipice of something truly new, but it feels like there are so many powerful forces acting at once, right? On the one hand, as you said, you have Bitcoin that's like demonetizing everything else and fast in 15 years. And in fact, I saw someone, someone was tweeting, it was like, you know, US dollar versus Argentinian peso. And then it's the almost exact same, like it's for every, it's the same inflation rate for Bitcoin versus the dollar. Right. Yeah. And so, so that's all happening. That's crazy. You have a lot of like the kind of old social systems that are, you know, clearly no longer working. And there's some scary stuff around that. At the same time, you have these beautiful new decentralizing forces. Noster is exploding. You've got Bitcoin and Lightning to do open payments and, and money around them. And at the same time, you have some of these other centralizing forces like AI that's taking off at the yeah. same time. And yeah. there's an argument over whether that can be pushed to the edge or not. Um, but it seems more centralizing than not, at least today. Um, where does all of this go? I mean, like, are we moving towards some kind of singularity that's just literally impossible to predict at that point? Or how do all of these, like, you know, we're in Costa Rica right next to a place <laughs> called the Whale's Tail because you had these two currents, oh, yeah. my understanding is, that created this, like, you know, emerging island out of them. Like, what is that Whale's Tail weird new future going to look like? <laughs> Everyone wants. So, so you're talking about, like, emergent properties. Well, yes, but, but emergent properties, like... Emergent properties, but from multiple different forces. It's not just like, okay, Nostra alone disrupting internet is a big deal. Bitcoin disrupting all of like finance and all of like uh, money is a big deal. AI potentially coming in as a, you know, and some of these are decent, those are decentralizing forces. AI is taking off very quickly and that's more a centralizing force today. It's arguable. 
how do all of these forces and society is also going through some big transitions, like you're know, just um, generationally, how was all of that going to hit together? Like when you've got Nostra and you've got AI and you've got Bitcoin, like what is that new world? And also, by the way, energy is getting radically cheaper where it's almost free, which is also itself a singularity. Like what does the world look like in 50 years? So like you're, you're, everyone knows Moore's law, but there's a, there's a, that's that's a subset of a larger thing, a larger a larger kind of like a broader broader thing, which is just the cost of technology, the cost of of technology, yeah. um, uh, uh, and this is even true of biological systems. The, the cost of producing technology it it, it keeps declining, um, which is why like um, like the emperor's toys become like. Uh, emperor, emperor's like expensive shit becomes like children's toys. You know, like, uh, you, said, you said that's also true in biology. The cost of like the the, the amount of the, the the amount of energy it takes to like produce a cell or pr- produce produce DNA um, has decreased over time. Oh, I see. So because maybe, it's like an evolution. It's like if you can do it cheaper, ago, it was very expensive to even discover how to produce it or how to yeah, use like DNA effectively. Yeah, so we're getting more efficient. Kind of, but it's basically just like a, everything is becoming everything's free. Everything's, yeah. everything's becoming free, basically, right? Over a broad sense, uh, and especially during technology. So, like the the cost of producing chips and the cost of producing the connections between the chips is 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 decreasing. So, the number of chips and the number of connections between the chips is increasing, right? And then, so so like. Chips are, like every, everything can be can have computational power like very soon because it's like so cheap it's like going to be cheaper than sand right mm. so and then you have to write software that runs on these things but um, Conway's law basically says that like the structure of the team that writes software uh, that's the structure of the software that they build so like if you have a five person team building a new compiler then you'll have a four-pass compiler because one of the five teams is a manager. So, like, <laughs> and, like, so Nostr is, like, Nostr is, like, the developers are, the, the it's very, de- the, de- the way it's developing is very decentralized. Like, all the, de- all the, de- all the developers are, are, like, there's no, there's, you know, it's completely decentralized, which is the only way you can build for this. Because the number of chips and, and connections between them are increasing so rapidly, that is decentralizing. That's a decentralizing force fundamentally. So, like, it's like it's a, it's like this is bigger than Bitcoin and bigger than Nostra. Mm-hmm. It's like this is a force that's we are decentralizing no matter what. Um, and anyway, that's I, I ranted too long. And so it's I didn't kind of really got a, myself properly. <laughs> it's kind of, it sounds like I mean the main point is it's kind of got a, everything has a deflationary aspect to it, whether it's technology, biology, money, everything we're playing with today is other flavors of that same thing. Yeah, and I, I like your point. This is all just one extension of evolution. Humans are yeah. in technology. But, but I guess, um, how do you think the AI centralizing force would counter, counteracts right. yeah. The AI centralizing force. Well, if you buy that AI is a centralizing force. Uh, I, I think the argument, just to lay it out, is that most AI, there's a frontier of AI that requires more compute, right? Lots of GPUs, big training data sets, lots of parameters. And so if you want to build the best AI today, you need to have huge capital investment. 
and that will become cheap over time. But as that becomes cheap because of the deflationary aspect you're talking about, there's going to be some other frontier of AI that's even more advanced that everybody really demands. And so there's kind of this, you know, we, we talk a lot about how Nostra has a lot of these decentralizing properties to them that we like, but AI appears to have very centralizing properties. You know, if, you, if you can run GPT-3 on your phone, you really want GPT-7, right? Yeah, I mean, AI is, is one thing that, terrifies me not because of the not not the in the not in the, the way that it terrifies the idiot people i mean like <laughs> you have the smart take on it what is that because <laughs> it's not that smart it's not that smart it's just it's just it's just it's just a okay. yeah okay so yes, token but, but it is powerful it's very yeah, powerful yeah. though and so and and we're talking like like who is controlling this power and like cause that's my question. So the only way to 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 keep this from from pushing power towards a very small group of people mm-hmm. is if we decentralize AI itself. And like so, I think the only way you can do that is we need some kind of a, a protocol for AI where everyone's phone can 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 participate in in like um, create in like uh, uh, running like um, what's it called. Um, like, 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 just learning, right? So, mm-hmm. just adjusting the weights in the neural net, basically, or whatever. However, we're doing it now, transformers mm-hmm. and shit. But like, <laughs> but like, that needs to be pushed out to the edges somehow, right? Because mm-hmm. otherwise, the big fuckers are going to control it, and then it's yeah, it's going to centralize around, and it's probably not going to be even Americans controlling this. It's going to be like China. Mm-hmm. So like, so like, if you don't want takes the most risks. Yeah. Well, like, <laughs> well, whoever can spin up. I mean, like, who who can who can who can spin up the most computational power in the shortest amount of time and mm-hmm. the answer is China because yeah. they have all this new nuclear infrastructure and I'm not saying anything bad about China yeah. I'm just saying like the fact is they are better than everybody else at this which is also going to be true for, for mining Bitcoin mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're basically they've already dominated the hash rate if they want to they just mm-hmm. they just aren't because they know that that will hurt Bitcoin and their long Bitcoin. So, like, um, is that the calculus that's going on? Yes, China's long Absolutely. Bitcoin. They kicked out the miners because because it was and the, the China FUD, right? So <laughs> I, I want to hear this. I, yeah, I don't China know. Is, you think China is stacking on their balance sheet right now? Uh, I think they're about to make a big move. Very not immediately, but they're planning for it. So, like. You're saying they kicked the miners out because they wanted to... There's a, there's a few reasons why they kicked okay. the miners out. And a few different reasons. But like, it does help Bitcoin to kick them out. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of Bitcoin. Like China has a lot of Bitcoin. Um, so kicking them out helps it. Um, <clears throat> um, secondly, they were using subsidized electricity because electricity in China is essentially a subsidized thing. So they were, so they were essentially getting free... Bitcoin. So the government's like, well, like, well, that energy kind of belongs to everybody, not just you guys. So you can't just take it all for mining. So like, that's another reason why they kicked them out. And then, um, um, but, but okay, they're rolling out this CBDC in China, the ERMB. I know some guys working on that, on on the on software. Mm-hmm. Um, there are like lines of code in there, commented out lines of code that. <clears throat> For LN URL stuff, um, and also for the for the are they doing Bolt twelve or <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's there's yeah there's there's like there's like LN URL like kind of things. Okay, there's also um, um, 
UT, a, a, an API that queries the height of a UTXO. So you pass it, a, you pass it a transaction ID to tell you the depth of that transaction. And like, so the way China used, used to do uh, with with USD is like, when you buy something from a Chinese manufacturer, you send them USD. <clears throat> that USD doesn't really go to the manufacturer. It goes to their bank account, but then the central bank prints RMB to buy that USD from them. Mm. And, they, and they get the RMB. So the central That's, bank holds the USD. Yeah, and then they use that for buying like oil or, or whatever. Okay. So it looks to me like that it's going to do the same thing that with that, except it's going to be Bitcoin. So you pay your um, manufacturer with Lightning or, or on-chain. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they send you stuff. And when... When that UTXO hits a certain depth, um, that triggers a thing to print more ERMB, which goes to the manufacturer, and the, the Bitcoin goes to the central bank. And the manufacturer never gets to touch the Bitcoin. Yeah, they don't need to. They're uh, you know they're within the <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, unless they want to, unless they need to use that Bitcoin <clears throat> to buy to, to buy something from externally, right, from outside of China. And when that's kind of currently, is that well known, or is this kind of? Uh, I don't know. I know. I know it, but I don't yeah. know who else does. But is what? Are, what are the timelines on this? Because I haven't followed the geopolitics of Bitcoin. <laughs> um, I don't know that either. Okay. Yeah. One question: on This, and then I want to hear your answer to, to all these questions as well, yeah. Pablo. But this is very fascinating. So, in the Chinese case, you know, I've always wondered. You know, short term. One can make the argument that they got rid of the miners because, hey, you know, maybe it's more important for them to have absolute control within their country. They don't want the capital flights. They want to control whatever's happening there. But if they see that Bitcoin is going, you know, to be the global reserve currency in the future, obviously it would make sense for them to be dominant there and maybe they restart the miners. Do you think that in that world they'll basically say, look, everyone within our borders, we don't want you using Bitcoin. You're just using our whatever digital currency. And then the central bank will hold the BTC on the balance sheet and they'll use that when they interact with everyone else and that'll essentially be what's backing the RMB. Yeah, so that's, exactly, that's pretty much it. So, our, so Bitcoin will be, be used only for, for external trade, um, for foreign trade, um, and, um, and RMB domestically, right? Because they still want to be able to control it domestically. Um, they are still China, right? And um, so they, they want to control their own currency. Um, uh, and, and have like sovereignty over that. They don't want to keep using the US dollar, so <clears throat> this saves them from that. They also can't use RMB internationally for foreign trade without running a trade deficit because that's the Triffin dilemma, which is what like fucked the US, right? So like they don't want to do that. They would do it in the interim. They're doing it in the interim because it solves a problem. The problem is they're using USD, which can be shut down at any time. So, but they don't want to continue doing that. So they're rapidly learning about like how to do this with Bitcoin, I think. And, and Hong Kong was about to ban retail from buying Bitcoin or any crypto. Um, they, were, they were like, that was, they were, they were doing it, right? And then suddenly, they, we don't hear that, that anymore. Suddenly, they're trying to attract anyone working in blockchain stuff, anyone working in crypto. They've flipped it the other way around. They're trying to, they're trying to bring... Um, Bitcoin companies and Web three companies and like okay shitcoin stuff right? You're saying they don't really understand. They don't Hong really, Kong or China wants ha, they, someone, some someone basically like they suddenly did a U turn on on Bitcoin in Hong Kong very recently 
But what, do you have a theory? I, I might have missed the connection. Do you have a theory of why they went from kicking people out in China to trying to attract people in Hong Kong? They're still a government, so they're still incompetent, right? <laughs> so that's why Web3 um, okay. stuff, right? Um, they just see it as an industry which can make money or something, right? I see. And, and they don't want to get left out, and they realize that they fucked up. Um, um, but for, for some... Uh, they, you know, China... They, they do things in like small tests, like they, they like Shenzhen was a little test zone kind of thing, and they're using Hong Kong now, I think, as a test zone for for, for this stuff. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see over the next year or so. But right. yeah, I'd love to hear your take, Pablo, on, on like but either that or the original question. Uh, <laughs> yeah, re- re- repeat the original question. <laughs> uh, your take on just we have the centralizing forces. We had these centralizing forces with AI and decentralizing forces with Nostra, Bitcoin, and Lightning, and they're all kind of emerging very rapidly at the same time. And kind of what your best take on how those forces, like what whale tail they create, and like what life looks like fifty years out. I I, I think. That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I like the local reference too, yeah. whale tail and yeah, yeah, Ubita. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no accidents. Um, yeah, I I, I think. We, we tend to, um, it, it's really hard to, to see these exponential modifications and changes in things. And when you have two forces fighting off of each other and both of them are exponential, I don't think we can. I have, at least I can't um, guess or even imagine what that will look like. I do think that um, AI is a centralizing force. I, I'm not too hopeful on that front but and I don't have a control over that front but the control that I do have is on the stuff that I work on to make uh, decentralization better and and help that so it's not that I will ignore <laughs> what I can can control but um, I will just double down on on helping the curve of decentralization because that's my team. I have no idea what the other team is doing, but that, that's, that, that's my team. That's the, uh, the team that is working towards freedom uh, and chaos. So that's the team that I'm, that I'm going to support with my life force. It, it's funny because Max asks you about the next 50 years and you're like, what are we doing tonight? <laughs> right? 100%. So, <laughs> which, is, which I'm actually curious because I think, I mean, I, I just, before we met here in person, I just see your name on everything. I feel like every website, like, oh, that's, oh, and Pablo of 7X also did that. And it feels like it's just a running theme, everything we look at. And I'm wondering, like, how do you think about where to focus your time given that, you know, obviously time is limited and you seem to have, like, infinite appetite to contribute in all kinds of different ways. Like, yeah, an ability, yeah, for sure. I, I think you know, with some coffee, we're going to have the music app up tonight, right? <laughs> I am too tired. Today, for real, I'm too tired. Damn, we just need something stronger than coffee. <laughs> I heard there's a little five in the OD. To me, right now, Nostar is um, it's, it's so early for Nostar that it's very similar to very early Bitcoin where mm-hmm. it was very unclear what the hell it was. Is it, is it a money? Is it a communications protocol? Is it, there, there were, there's many theories of what it could be. And I think Nostar is kind of still very much there. Um, 
software has a some software has a, an interesting property where some type of nature emerges from the fact that code um, it interacts with humans, and it's it's I think it's very hard to to in, um, to to find to um, be able to pronosticate what the what the um, nature of software will be right. because the the human component is fundamental. And, and the humans are very messy, right? Yeah. They're not, we're not computers. So, so at this stage, the, the way I see it, at this stage, we're pretty much like, like super blind uh. and we just need to stumble upon things. Yeah. So for me, every time I, I launch something new, it's like I'm, st- I'm just throwing something with my hand, completely blindfolded, but with, with, the reaction that I see on pe- from people with the, the, what the people tell me, the feedback that I get, yeah. um, and per- especially with my experience of how it feels building that, mm-hmm. what, I, what I see the shortcomings of the protocols are, that there are many, um, that each instance gives me more information of what's the nature of mm-hmm. Noster, what will work, what the problems are that we need, we need to fix. Mm-hmm. So the way I sold this to my wife, <laughs> who is the one taking the, the plant of the, uh, of the childcare right now, <laughs> and, and many, 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 many days of being in Thailand and saying, oh, shall we go for a hike? Well, I have this idea that I want to work on today. <laughs> um, the, the way I've been saying it is, I want to move as fast as possible and launch as many things as weird as they might be. They, there are many things that I launch with a hypothesis. I, I, it does look random and some of them are random. Mm-hmm. It's just, mm-hmm. oh, that sounds cool. I'm going to do it. Uh, <laughs> but many of them, they have a hypothesis yeah. behind and I can, I can, I know I can prove, I can, I can test the hypothesis yeah. with four or six hours worth of work. Uh-huh. So to me, is getting this data, not not this data, getting this intelligence, getting this information of the nature of this thing that I am so sure, so certain that it's going to be absolutely massive and such a force (laughs) for good in the world. The cost of getting this information is four or six hours worth of work. It's it's such a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) When you're doing that four to six hours, are you sort of like typing furiously and you get one hour and you're like, oh, this is going to be a banger. I got to keep going. Or do you ever run into it and like, oh, that thing I thought, it's actually not going to turn out the way. Oh, a lot. I, I, I <laughs> man, I, I, I launch about 20% of the stuff in Noster, about 20% mm-hmm. of the stuff that I write. Um, I, yeah, I, I write a lot, a lot more stuff. So for example, I, for, for, for Nostrica, we, we attempt <laughs> <laughs> a friend of mine a night of mine we attempted to to do something for today but then this was, is the guy you met at the airport yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you so, came up with an idea at the airport we, we yeah we, oh, during the flight <laughs> we came up with with an idea that was very funny and interesting and cool um but one of the components was that it had to be uh jack dorsey had to be involved <laughs> and and then on the second day he got sick so so if he wasn't gonna be on the third day <laughs> that would pretty much embody the whole thing. <laughs> so, and then 
last night we we were we had barbecue at home and then we were coding and we were like falling asleep mm-hmm. and and then we realized that there was a, a better way of doing what we wanted to do and a better idea so in the morning right. we said okay let's just change it yeah. let's build it during the day yeah. today uh and if there's two shows up well <laughs> fantastic and if he doesn't well, too bad and then i was in panels pretty much all day <laughs> so i literally had zero minutes of of being able to write code so it, right. it didn't happen but we did that's a very long story <laughs> no it's great i love it no, i love it, how yeah we we did write i, I did um I, I i don't launch everything i yep. do but um but be, so for example no i i i launched I don't know when, last week, I think, nostreet.com, which allows you to, to publish events later or to publish um, like a note or whatever it might be. It doesn't have to be a note. It could be anything um, it, when, when something else happens, mm. right? So and it, I'm calling it a if this, then that oh, yeah, for yeah. Noster. Yeah. So for example, if the, um, the fee rate for, for Bitcoin blocks is X or on when blocks X arrives or if the price of Bitcoin is Y. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I wrote that one thinking, oh, well, this is going to take like 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and then I stumbled on, on issues with the protocol that the protocol simply would not allow me to do that. Mm-hmm. So I went in, I, I modified the NIP that didn't pr- allow me to do what I wanted to do. I modified GetAlvi to do what I wanted Al- GetAlvi to do for me to be able to build this thing. I modify Nose2x, which is the other extension. Yeah. Um, I modify like a b- bunch of things, but those things need to be approved, merged right. yeah. by, by the people running this. So the one from Fiat Chef, Nose2x, that one is merged, but the one from GetAlvi, which is the biggest one, mm-hmm. has not been merged yet. So I wanted to launch my thing, so I ended up, I did all that work in that direction yeah. that would make Nostreet better. But I wanted to launch Nostrid anyway, so I yeah. made Nostrid work in a different way. It's just more CPU intensive. Right, right. Um, but, but it's cool. Like, I, if I hadn't built that thing that looks like a toy, yeah. I wouldn't have stumbled upon the yeah. issue that, ne- that that thing needs to be fixed at the protocol level. Right. And then I, I am speaking with NBK, and I'm, we're talking about these things. And what the feedback that he gives me is that he cannot use Noster for, for CoinKite because of the same issue that oh, I yeah. had already found <laughs> and that I have started to solve. Right, right. We need to build fast because we need to hit yeah, yeah, these yeah, walls yeah. and work around them, solve them. Yeah, I love that because I think a lot of people really think about software and central planning and ideas and requirements and documentation and actually the really just the visceral get it there, do that, run into roadblocks, non-stick it. I think a lot of people, I think you just know it. You, you feel it. You, it is you. But I think a lot of people don't know that or see that. So I, I like that you told that story because I think it maybe helps other people see like this is really a great way to develop, especially in this open ecosystem. This is, this is like what, this is like, a, you know, I'll say gold standard and Max will correct me. The Bitcoin standard. <laughs> <laughs> to, yeah. to, to me, that's like the cheat code in life. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. do that for everything in your life. <laughs> um, if, if nothing else, you'll learn why it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. If nothing else, you'll learn why you can't do why. Right. But the, when you don't try, it, 
I mean, yes, it's kind of a, a cliche. Oh, you can't win if you don't participate or mm. whatever. <laughs> uh, but but what's what's much more interesting to me is that if you don't try, you don't learn why you failed. Right. Right. So so it's just trying something and getting the information of why it doesn't work on itself is useful. Right. So you, right. I mean, you already won. Yeah. Yeah. And also. If- <clears throat> Also, and this extends also towards towards like okay, even if it does work, does, does anyone use it or not? Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, but but it actually, and people like are afraid of putting stuff out there a lot of times because they're like, oh, but maybe no one will like it or something. But it's like, but it's it's irrelevant because if no one likes it, yeah. Well, also like if, if no one likes it, it means no, also no one knows about it. So there is nothing to be embarrassed right. about. Yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there how, how does your are there, is there any kind of addendum or? Appendix you might give to the philosophy that uh, that Pablo laid out around kind of how you think about building projects or kind of developing developing new things. I think it res- revolves around uh, identifying a problem that you want to solve. Mm, right. Um, I mean, sometimes it's just like fun, right? Okay, you're having fun to mess around, and that's also valid, right? But it's like, but if you really want to like do something powerful, it's usually like um, like CryptoKitties. It was fun, but also useless and, and <laughs> stupid and <laughs> And like retarded and expensive, <laughs> and built on something that's stupid as well. So, anyway, tell us how you really feel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, but okay. So like, I think like you, you, you identify problems, uh-huh. and and that's all you do. You just need to solve problems, and then you well, you firstly you find a problem that like that like you think other people actually care about, which means that actually you care about it first. Like, it's a problem for you. So, like, don't solve a problem. I think the most important thing is you, that you don't solve problems that aren't actually problems yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all. And then just, just keep doing is there, that. Is there a good rubric for that? Because I think a lot of times people think something's a problem or they kind of set up an imagined goal without necessarily identifying the problem. Is there any way to, like, check yourself? Like, is this the simplest problem? Is this the right articulation of the problem? Like, is there any kind of... Like litmus test you can use to check if you're being honest with yourself. Yeah, I think I think basically if you need to spend more than like a, a few weeks to build it, then it's probably you should probably shouldn't do it. And mm-hmm. also, then <clears throat> if you do build it and then there is no reaction to it, it's also like don't continue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so like because when you're building software, it's like or any engineering thing, it's like you're kind of like blind until other people get involved. Because yeah. like you don't have a reference point, and so like you you could be like rapidly accelerating, you're like moving with a high velocity towards something, but you have no reference point to know whether you're like 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 just like when you're accelerating. Um, if you don't have a reference point, you can't see outside the window to see what's going on around you. Then like you don't know if you're accelerating in the direction you want to go, or if you're, if if you're actually just like falling to the ground because it's mm-hmm. the same acceleration. Right. So like and falling to the ground is not good. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I think like you need to build quickly and put it out there quickly and see what your reaction is and like I, I, I think I, you probably have made the same mistake but like you know I've, I've spent too much time on building things and found out that I wasted all that time because no one gives a fuck how, how do you think about that getting reaction because like I think if you have enough if you're prolific enough people kind of know what to expect oh this is the line of thinking these are the kinds of things I might expect to hear or see from this person but like imagine somebody who just just heard about Noster, and they don't really have a presence here. They, like they don't know any of the people here. How would they get something out to be at least to see if people react? How would they sort of get plugged into like some visibility? Uh, I I think we all get 
uh, inspired by different things. Mm -hmm. For someone that is new, just build the simplest thing version, even if it looks horrible, if it's barely functional. Just build the most basic rudimentary thing that excites you as a, mm -hmm. as a person. The, the, the thing with, with Nostr is that developing for Nostr is, at, at first, so easy. Um, so it... It's not like Bitcoin. Writing Bitcoin script is, is, is really hard. It's really hard. You need to understand what you're doing. Writing Bitcoin stuff, it's, it's, not, it's not easy. But on Nostar, it's the polar opposite. In Nostar, it's extremely easy to start. Um, so, and, and I think that's what's cool. Uh, you, you can, you, as, as a developer, you can experiment with whatever the hell you want. N you, know, you can come up with kinds, you can come up with data structures, you can come, do whatever the hell you want. No one's going to say anything, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and that allows that freedom for a person that has, you know, new to the space, you, space, you know, new to, to Noster, um, maybe no, doesn't have a lot of uh, experience. There was a kid, um, kid, uh, he looked young. Um, <laughs> I'm old, I'm an old dude now. Uh, <laughs> We've all been feeling that way lately. Right? <laughs> there was a young boy. The age, age cut off for a kid for me. Now it's like 25 years old. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, so this was a kid, right? <laughs> okay, so there, there, there was, there was um, this, this young person at the, at the workshop stage, uh, the workshop area, and I, I saw him front row taking notes of everything that was going on after after my my talk about I talked about micro apps uh, mm -hmm. and the importance for the protocol, um, he came up with a lot of questions. He clearly has not developed anything for Noster. He's clearly a new developer, but he's there front row mm -hmm. taking notes, mm -hmm. doing his work, mm -hmm. do, uh, and and asking what um, what would you do with this? What that's all it takes. And to me, what's very interesting is the person that has that curiosity will do things and in, um, increase their speed, their their uh, increase their, their their technique, their their understanding of how things work. And the person that is thinking whether they should build something or whatever, they will always remain on the planning stage right, and right, write right. documents about how the kind will interact with this other thing, but never shipping anything. Right, right, right. And, and I just want to extend on that because I, I love what you're saying here. I mean, it's kind of like, just like FAFO, you know, see what happens, right? <laughs> but but I loved your original point was, I mean, software, sure, that, that's one example, but for anything in life, right? And, you know, it was, it was it's encouraging for me to hear this because, you know, as we were talking about music earlier, it's been a while since I put out an album. Yeah. But in all the times that we've done that, you know, it's just been like meeting up with a producer or a friend and being like, all right, look, we've got one week that we're like staying in a house together. There'll be an album at the end, come hell or high water, like figure yeah. it out. And just throwing yourself in there or immersion, right? If you're learning a new language, just going to a, a new space. And um, I kind of wanted to, to, to bridge, and this is a little bit of a weird topic, but, you know, and, and maybe at some point we'll, we'll let you guys go here and get some food. <laughs> but, um, you had mentioned, okay. I, I think this is a very wise sort of philosophy for any kind of learning. Um, and I wanted to hear a little bit from you. I know you've got, you're doing the like sort of world unschooling thing. We got to, by the way, we got to do another whole thing. I want to get, I want to learn about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to hear about world schooling. Yeah. But I just, maybe like super high level, like what has that been like? Like, you know, you obviously seem like a really awesome, like, you know, uh, teacher, I'm sure to your kids as well as you teach them about learning. Are you just like saying, Hey, anything you want to try in life, just we're going to take a new country, just go outside and like <laughs> FAFO. 
Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, so, <laughs> no, so um, the, the basic premise of forward schooling is sort of like unschooling ish. It depends. Unschooling is a very broad. Uh, there's it's a whole rabbit hole. But world schooling, uh, as an idea, is you don't go to school. Like your kids don't go to school. You travel the world. It's unschooling. It's it's just not going to to former school and while traveling the world. Um, and it it might seem okay. It's like oh, digital nomad or something like that. And it's a it's it's the same model, but the reasoning is different. The same model as which? The, uh, of digital nomads, oh, okay. uh, that, yeah. that kind of framework. The, the fact that you are suffering the discomfort of having to travel, having to figure out logistics uh-huh. from where do I live, car, uh, where do I get the groceries, like all the minutiae that we don't see in daily life, yep. you need to figure out. And at the same time, your kid is emotionally having to figure out the same kind of discomforts. Mm-hmm. So it's a very simple way of creating uh, a certain structure where you have stress, uh, emotional stress. So for example, a, a, a very simple example is the first time we, we left the home where we had been living for a while, we were flying to here to Costa Rica. We moved here to Costa Rica. And the first time we could not bring her toys. So we just donated them, I guess, or threw them on the, on the, in the trash. For her, that was a, like this traumatic event right, because right. she was super attached yeah. to her toys. So we told, her, we told her that she can keep a few, but that we cannot take all of them with us. Now, every time we, we travel, she pick one toy, the rest she knows mm. they're going to the trash or they're right. being donated. And she's perfect. Per- she doesn't even say anything. She's like normalized. She's it. it's yeah. normalized. She gets to a new, a new country. She makes friends. We, we have a structure on how to make friends. There, there are many issues with this lifestyle, but all of them are hackable. You can find workarounds on how to make friends very quickly, um, how to get friends for, for, your, for your kids very mm. quickly. All these things, there are processes that you can observe because once you've done it a few times, you say, huh, when I do this thing, uh, I find friends, right? So, for example, the, the way I do it with, with my family is we, we go to places where we know there are uh, alternative alternative education methods or uh-huh. systems. We know there is a way to get in contact with them. Usually, it's Facebook groups, and and we just show up, right? Um, and then we just publish on the Facebook group or DMs or yeah. you know go to and talk to someone. It depends on the situation, obviously, and just say, "Oh, I know you have the kids here. Um, I am a Bitcoiner." I can give a talk about Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. I am a programmer. I've been programming since I was like 10 years old. I can mm-hmm. give a, a talk. I know you have 10-year-olds here. I can give a talk about for free, obviously. My wife is a writer. She can go in and say, oh, I maybe you have a kid. So you do any of these things, yep. but you give a talk about something that you care about. Mm-hmm. You have during for. 10, 20, 15, it depends. One hour sometimes. You get the attention of a large group of people. And you just say, this is the stuff that I care about. <laughs> it's signaling. Right. 100% signaling. Right. This is the stuff that I care about. And the two or three people 
that are there, they come over. Yep. Oh my God, tell me more about Bitcoin. Yeah. Tell me more about this. That's so inspiring that you can, you were able to write code when you were so capable. Yeah, blah, yeah, blah. yeah. You get friends like that and it works every single time. The next day, play date, boom, sold. Yeah, uh, yeah. and it, it really, really, really yeah. works. And it's, it takes like literally, it takes sending a DM and doing a talk for twenty minutes. Yeah, it's basically I mean, it's, it's anything creative, right? Like you're giving a talk, you're writing a note, you're writing software, you're basically putting something in the world that people can respond to and they can say, "I'm in" or "I'm not in." Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and the, the cool thing is that these kids, they so we always go to places that I mean we've been to Austin that was the only normal (laughs) (laughs) keep Austin weird big 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 city like you know there's a lot of resources if they wanted a bitcoiner in Austin (laughs) they can get a bitcoiner like that but then we went to Greece a small island in Greece Mm -hmm. then we went to Thailand small Mm -hmm. town in Thailand then we went to the small um, island in in Vietnam then we went to Madeira these places, they don't get a lot of Bitcoiners or, you know, like someone just offering yeah. to give a talk like this. So there's, but they want it. So there is demand, right, right. but there is no way for that demand to be satisfied. Right. So when you say, I can satisfy this, yep. the uptick is immediate. Yep, it, yep. It's obvious, right? Yeah. And I think it's also really awesome, great sort of insight there. You just, you come out offering something, right? You're just like, yeah. you're, you're giving something, yeah. no strings attached, and then good things, you know, come back around. Yeah, absolutely. And the kids ask you the wildest questions, man. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, they, they ask you things because we, so you go to a podcast and a Bitcoin podcast, and they ask you within the realm of <laughs> so my wife she studied uh, she studied psychology uh, before becoming a, a writer and and she did work as a psychologist for a few years and one of the kids was obsessed with did you work on this um, like um, asylum you know mm. and how many people did it take to control the crazy <laughs> people and the kid wow. was like running <laughs> with it line of questioning <laughs> but but the spectrum it's it's kind of cool because the spectrum of responses and questions that you get it's so wide yeah and I, I don't know i find it kind of fascinating that's awesome <laughs> love it cool well uh, i don't know maybe you, if guys you guys are you guys getting hungry yeah if you guys have any <laughs> any parting thoughts i think we should go get some food yeah yeah i'm hungry yeah yeah hungry food good food good this this was nice as kind of a recap of Nostrica and kind of getting to kind of meet in person finally and, and you know people I've known of on the internet before uh, but I think we've got a lot of follow-ups too you know there's I, we could do a whole other session where we learn more about Nostrocket and your ideas around the music industry we could do a whole other thing about you know world schooling and the freedom technologies broadly speaking I think and I mean and Max and I are doing news every week so I think we have yeah let's all keep yeah, yeah, cool. keeping Perfect. on the internet and, and, Love it. and seeing each other on Oster Pura Vida All right. Thanks, guys.